Hello, I'm Emily Austin, founder and CEO of a London-based PR agency called Emerge. I'm passionate about launching and scaling small businesses and have been fortunate enough in my 13-year career to work with some of the most exciting, category-defining brands in the world. I started my business when I was 22 years old, fresh out of university. Since that time, the world has got louder. Our expectations have become harder and our lives have become busier. Fobbing friends off with a stock answer we've all become accustomed to, I'm so busy, seems to be a mark of status. But when did that happen? Why has the goal become to never have any free time? And just what the fuck is everyone doing? My own experiences of the rhetoric around entrepreneurialism is that everyone's full of shit and no one actually tells the real story. This podcast aims to give you a realistic, detailed and honest insight into the reality of running a business from some of our favourite entrepreneurs. This week, the spring budget was announced by Chancellor Jeremy Hunt. And there was quite a lot in there that has an impact on businesses really of all sizes, but specifically in my interest, those that are launching and scaling, so small growing businesses. As a consequence of all my work in the last 14, 15 years with small brands, I was really pleased to be asked by Harper's Bazaar to write a special commission about my thoughts on how the budget would affect entrepreneurs and small businesses. The article is now live and there's a link in the show notes to the article, but we also wanted to record this as a special podcast episode in case you can't be bothered to read the article basically so it is literally me reading the article to you because we thought we'd make it as easy as possible as ever let us know what you think our entrepreneurial and aspiring entrepreneurial community is really really important to us so keep us posted on your thoughts and I hope you're interested in what I've got to say I set up my PR agency in 2012 at the age of 22 with a desire to work alongside ambitious entrepreneurs, eventually investing in them and being part of their stories to positively impact the industries they chose to innovate. It's been a humbling journey running my own business and having the good fortune of being exposed to so many brilliant ideas. Whilst there has been no easy years and it took showing up for many of those to eventually turn over millions of pounds, by anyone's standards, the last three years have, for most, been a professional shit show. The incentives for entrepreneurs, particularly women, to start businesses decreases daily. The risk profile, stress and burnout, impact on fertility, personal relationships, as well as call-out culture, the cost of living crisis and childcare means that the government ought to be working harder to reduce barriers to entry or helping business owners to, rather than putting them up. Entrepreneurs are the backbone of the British economy. The small business arena makes a hugely significant contribution to the UK economy, forming 98% of private sector businesses. The new corporation tax threatens to annihilate this, not least impacting morale, a collective groan as the light at the end of the tunnel flickers, especially if you're unfortunate enough to have chosen an industry that the government has previously ignored, hospitality and beauty being easy examples. Businesses in the UK previously paid 19% of their profits in corporation tax, which has now risen to 25% in Jeremy Hunt's new budget. The 6% rise has a significant impact on British entrepreneurs. 
Female founded businesses already have a long way to go, with women founded startups raising just 1.9% of all VC funds in 2022, a drop from 2021. A hike in corp tax discourages investment, it creates a confusing dilemma for business owners who need to present profits to their shareholders. Many of my entrepreneurial friends have reported that investors will no longer look at businesses that aren't profitable. The incentive for entrepreneurs to generate large profits to offset the challenges of the last 36 months, fuel growth, pay themselves, invest in attractive infrastructures to hire and retain talent, and provide reasonable negotiating leverage to avoid a down round, evaporates if 25% of that margin is paid to the government. Imagine paying a quarter of your profit immediately to the government, not to mental health initiatives for your staff, flexible working arrangements, egg freezing, better office conditions, robust tech and communications platforms to enhance productivity, team building off-site days for morale. Just you only make 75% of that profit. The promise of financial freedom dilutes as the need to raise money on bad terms floods the investment landscape. For many businesses in the UK, the government's support throughout COVID provided a lifeline. There was an expectation from those who managed to hold on that there would be some light at the end of the tunnel, some relief that allowed us to fight the desperate decline. Having worked the hardest we ever had just to stay afloat, many business owners had very little left in the tank, metaphorically and figuratively. In fact, there were nearly 700,000 business deaths businesses which have ceased to trade, recorded from Q1 of 2020 to Q3 of 2021. Q Putin, Liz Truss and the sad news of the Queen's death, creating the perfect hat-trick to compound our misery. If we hadn't all given up due to being unable to pay our mortgages, offering staff four-day weeks, sitting in our coats because we couldn't bear to turn the heating on, not being able to leave the house because the public transport industry sporadically ceased to exist, the global embarrassment of the mini-budget, and Christmas at home because international flights cost more than the holiday itself, Jeremy Hunt had more bad news. The spring budget looked initially as though there would be a positive outcome for business owners, with a huge focus on motivating the country to get back to work. However, Hunt's focus seemed to have locked in on everyone but the business owners. The Chancellor announced in his spring budget that for many women, a career break becomes a career end. The focus on Mother's Day no doubt will help give options to those who've previously been paralysed by the cost of childcare, even if they have to wait two years for it to kick in. Last year, I started offering fertility tests to my employees. Why? As a female-run business with 25 female employees, the reality is that decades of biology and marketing suggest that a woman's fertility drops off a cliff at the age of 35. As a 33-year-old unmarried woman running a business, egg freezing provides an opportunity for choice for me. Whilst it's not insurance, being able to thrive in your career in your 30s and have the option to have a child later on motivates women to remain in the workplace, avoiding the societal pressure that hurtles towards you in your early 30s whilst doctors refer to you as geriatric. What would be helpful in this instance is a subsidy for egg freezing. Why? Because 30 years old is the best time to do it. The average salary in the UK for a 30-year-old woman is £32,000. Egg freezing costs approximately £6,500 
and the average age for those starting a business is 28 years old. The recent measures are hardly enabling young, energetic women to embark, remain or return to the workplace. How on earth can businesses support the needs of their staff by allocating profits to the government instead of to impactful initiatives that improve their options? We will see a continued exodus of talent from the UK, led by James Dyson. Why would anyone want to start a UK company in this climate? Bear in mind also that whilst we're all being shafted on the daily by the tightening grip of a government's inability to support enthusiastic entrepreneurial communities, Google, Apple, Facebook, Amazon, Microsoft, eBay, Adobe and Cisco collectively avoided paying an estimated £1.5 billion in tax on their profits in the UK in the year 2019. The danger, alongside lack of motivation, stunting financial freedom and losing faith in a directionless government, is that businesses will work with far less operating capital. Reducing profit means reducing the court tax due. This means that should the markets move again negatively, businesses will have far less in their bank account, meaning faster redundancies, downsizing and stripping employees of added benefits. Make no mistake, business owners start businesses to make money. With the news of Silicon Valley Bank's UK arm going bust this weekend, it was sold to HSBC for a pound, British entrepreneurs were hoping for a more stable, positive and reassuring impact from the spring budget. What we got was a distracting, virtue-signalling, watered-down piecemeal plan that overlooks entrepreneurs and undervalues our contribution to the economy. If small businesses are the backbone of the British economy, at least chiropractors will be getting more work.